Welcome to Choir Talks. Thanks for joining me today. Who are you afraid of? Or what are you afraid of? One thing that I think really leads us into fear is uncertainty. I think I see in the culture around us, especially in what's going on this year, that uncertainty is the thing that leads us to have fear. We look into the future, uh, we look into the chaos in the world around us, and we're uncertain about what's going to happen, particularly to us, and that leads us to have fear. I want to read today Psalm 27. I want to read that into your fear or my fear, if you're having any, and I want you to hear what David, who this psalm is attributed to, what he says about fear. Here's Psalm uh, 27, the first verse, and this is maybe my favorite first verse of any psalm. I love how he starts. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He asks this rhetorical question that for him is already settled. And the answer is, I'm not going to fear anybody. Why? Because the Lord is my light and my salvation. Uh, that is just a great statement of faith. The other half of the verse says, The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? David looks at uh, the Father here, and he gains confidence. He, he, fear is dispelled as he looks at the greatness of his God. He, as he sees God, he sees his power. He says, he's my light. He's my salvation. He's my stronghold. He sees the power of God, and it dispels fear in his life. He, he knows that he can trust the power of God. He sees the power of God in relationship to his enemies. David lived in a time uh, when there were physical battles, when armies invade, would invade, and you had no idea when those armies might be on their way. There was no technology to track them. Uh, until they got really near you, you would not realize that there was a whole army coming to attack your people and destroy you. And yet, in, in the midst of that kind of culture, he says, I don't fear my enemies. Uh, he says, who shall I fear? And who shall I be afraid? God's power was so much greater in relationship to any enemy that he could see in his life. And so he had faith. He also has faith here in God because of his relationship. Notice he says, the Lord is my light. He's my salvation. He's the stronghold of my life. He's not a God who is far, strong but far off. He is the God who cares about me, loves me, and, and is in relationship with me. And because of this relationship, I'm not going to fear. Boy, that's an awesome way to live, right? Even in light of uncertainty, to know that the Lord is with you and that his strength is available for you and that his relationship will bring that strength to bear in your life. David goes on to say, When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies, it's my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident for all the reasons that he's already said. He trusts the Lord who is bigger than any enemy. In verse 4, um, maybe this is the second verse of the song, I guess. To me, he kind of takes a little different um, angle of, of what he's talking about. Instead of talking about his, his faith in light of enemies, now he says this, One thing I have asked from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. In the beginning, he talks about his uh, trust in God, his confidence, but now he talks about his relationship with God. 
Um, if the beginning verse is about faith, this verse is about, he says, focus. He says, this one thing I ask, and his focus is on the presence of God. He says, the thing I ask is to dwell in the house of the Lord, the place in his world where the presence of God was most powerfully exhibited there in the temple, in the house of the Lord. Um, the psalm right before this, also attributed to David, Psalm 26, uh, says, Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. David wanted to be there where God was. He didn't want to just experience God's presence, as some of us are guilty of, just as a Sunday morning experience. He wanted to dwell there, he says. I want to, I want to be where you are, God, everywhere, Every time you are there, I want to I want to be with you. I want my life to be hidden away in your presence. I want to know you. Uh, and, he, and he goes on to describe that a little more. He says, I want to be there to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. That's an interesting phrase. Have you ever gazed on the beauty of the Lord? That, that's those moments, I think, where you're just, you're just lost in wonder in the presence of God. Have you ever sat on a mountainside or at a beautiful lake or on the on the beach and just gazed at the beauty around you and the artistry of the Creator. If you've done that, you've gazed on the beauty of the Lord. Or if you've opened God's Word and, and just read and, and had wonder about His character or His nature, then you've gazed on the, the beauty of the Lord. And so that's what He wants to do. He wants to see uh, the, the amazing uh, person and works of the Lord. And he says, I also want to seek him in his temple. All right, why does he want this presence of the Lord? Why is it so important to him? He goes on to say, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. He wants to seek out and know God and experience his presence because when that trouble comes, that's where he's going to find safety, there in the presence of God, in the sacred tent, as he says. That's where uh, his, his trust and his confidence will be made sure. Um, that's where he will overcome enemies because he will be resting in safely in the presence of God. He says, there you will set me on a high, uh, high upon a rock and you will exalt my head. He's going to be exalted there in the presence of, of the Lord, um, and in the, even though enemies are coming. And he finishes this part of the song saying, And at his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. In God's presence, the natural response that we have is to worship him. So he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring sacrifices. And it's not an, an atonement sacrifice. There's no blood of animals that are going to be spilt here. Um, we don't have to bring that kind of sacrifice before the Lord either, but we do need to bring a sacrifice before the Lord just like he did. It is the sacrifice of praise. It is the only right and worthy response to the greatness of God for us is to bring him praise, to shout with joy, to sing and make music before him. The last verse of this song, Psalm 27, is a prayer. And so he says this, Hear my voice, Lord, when I call. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. So your face, Lord, I will seek. Again, he's not seeking the hand of the Lord, which would mean that he was seeking his provision or his help. What he's seeking is to know him, 
uh, the same heart that wanted to just dwell with the Lord and be with him. That's what he, that's his same prayer here. I'm going to seek him. And then he, he pleads with God, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Don't reject me or forsake me. And then in faith, he says, though my father or mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Uh, he's, he is seeing that this relationship with the Lord is, is deeper than any human relationship that he has. Any human relationship ultimately can, is going to have the potential to fail and be unreliable because we are imperfect and unreliable, and yet the Lord is always with us. He can have faith in the Lord because the Lord will receive him. And then verse 11, I think this is important. He says, teach me your way, Lord. As a part of his prayer, he says, teach me your way, Lord, and lead me in a straight path. That's, a, that's the, the holy path or the righteous path. The straight path is one that is, that is a God-like kind of path. He wants to um, know the way of the Lord and have the Lord's help to be on the righteous path so he doesn't fall off into sin. And here's why. He says, because of my oppressors because of my enemies. He recognizes this protection that he has in the Lord uh, comes from a relationship with the Lord. It comes from seeking his presence and walking in his presence. And he knows if he falls away from the straight path, then he's going to step outside of the protective power of the presence of God. And there he will find his enemies. There he will not have the same protection against his enemies. He finishes uh, Psalm 27 this way. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. So he starts with a statement of faith. The Lord is my light. Whom shall I fear? He ends with a statement of faith. I'm going to remain confident of this. I will see the Lord, uh, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Um, so uh, in at the end here, he he makes a statement of faith, but he also lets us know that there might be some waiting involved. There might be some patience. He says, wait for the Lord. He says to himself and to those who sing this song, wait for the Lord and be strong and take heart. So sometimes faith involves waiting. Uh, another word we use for that is perseverance. Uh, we persevere by expressing faith over time until we see the rescue or the power of God displayed in our lives. Faith uh, becomes sight at that point, but it's, it's faith even before the outcome is seen. That's the definition of faith, and that's what it looks like in our lives. So of whom are you afraid? Of what are you afraid? Is there uncertainty in your life? David gives us some keys here to know how we can have faith and how we can have confidence even in um, times that are uncertain. Seek the presence of the Lord. Seek to walk on the straight path. Ask for his help to put you there. And trust and know that he is bigger than any enemy that you face. Thank you.